0: You know, I've gone to this healer, and I've gone to this healer, and I've gone to this light language session, which is probably a podcast of its own, and I've taken this course, and I've learned about this modality, and I do all the tapping, and I do all the Reiki, and I do all the chakra healing, I do all the crystals, and I do all the saging, I do all the meditations, and I'm still suffering,
1: Welcome to The Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June, International Intuition Coach and Spiritual Activator. This podcast is designed for the souls who are ready to dive into what spirituality, consciousness, and healing truly is like. Here you will find the conversations and insight most spiritual teachers aren't willing to have. Why? because we pull back the curtain on what truly takes place as you move through your healing journey, the duality of the light and the dark, and the role ethics and integrity undeniably play in your Ascension experience. I have had the pleasure of working with tens of thousands of people, from clients, stories shared through Messenger chats, and others in the industry to know exactly what this journey will look like for you These episodes will share conversations of industry leaders bridging the gap to the new paradigm of reality and individuals sharing their heart through their soul's journey they've been through and what they've learned along the way. So if you're ready to go deep, unlock truth, and activate into the blueprint of you, this is going to be a space you're not going to want to miss out every Monday. Are you ready? Let's activate.
0: Hello beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Riley June show. I have decided to come back to this original name and I'm going to dive into so many things about life, the world, spiritual warfare taking place, some of the decisions that led me to even creating this podcast episode today. So I took a little bit of a break after Christmas because I wanted to go in so many different directions. I didn't know if I wanted to create more of a Christian-based podcast or I wanted to turn this into an opportunity to interview people of all different types of spiritual healing uh, modalities and just, you know, really learn about people's journeys through life, which I'm highly fascinated with. Don't get me wrong. Another direction that I wanted to go was really just into this like deep rabbit hole of exposing new age spirituality because there's so many crutches, so much survivalistic narcissistic bred behavior that takes place in a lot of the practices and it's just genuinely not good for people, period. <clears throat> With that being said, it brought me to this place where I was so in between, what do I call the podcast? You know, what is the foundation of the message that I want to put out into the world this year? What direction am I going to go with my business? I've talked about over the last couple months how God really led me to this place of silence and surrender and like genuine trust and faith in so many different faucets of my life. Um... <clears throat> One of them being in my personal health journey, just diving deeper into my gut health and my brain functioning and my wellness, my exercise, my nutrition, my anxiety, this need to like over deliver or be on like hyperdrive 24 7. All, all so many things, just what I was doing in my business and the direction I wanted to go with that, and, and predominantly how I wanted to help my clients moving forward. Um, in communication with relationships, being a better mom to my kids, being more patient, being more gentle, being more aware, guiding and helping and teaching them versus condemning and and not blaming. That that's not the word, but like. Uh, in a sense putting them down you know how sometimes our kids can make mistakes and they're like they're stupid mistakes or things you've told them time and time again okay don't do that don't do that don't do that don't do that or you're gonna hurt yourself don't do that you're gonna hurt yourself and I am one of those parents who when they hurt themselves the first thing I say is see what did I tell you and I started to recognize that this that I was acting with this behavior and trust me I know it's not great but if you're a mom maybe you do what I do and you needed a little bit of like a moment of okay you're not the only one Um, but I did start to recognize that this is obviously something that I get to improve and not just something theoretically I get to improve but something that I actually physically genuinely actionably get to improve and I kept getting brought back to this word truth this word truth, this word truth, and I've spoken out about a lot of the things that are taking place in society right now that are not rooted in truth, that are rooted in personality disorders and uh, and psychoses and just all these terrible, terrible things. And this word truth keeps coming out for me, keeps coming out for me, and I keep praying to God, and I'm like, God, I want to serve you, like my whole intention coming. Coming into your grace, having Jesus in my life, in my heart, in my mind, leaning into that disciplinary, that ability, that love, that compassion, the necessity for you in all areas of my life when I need the strength, when I need the courage, when whatever the case may be. And and then getting baptized last year. And so it wasn't just I didn't just get baptized to be like, hey, I follow Jesus now, all of a sudden I'm a Christian. I chose to get baptized because I realized that there is such a pull. There is such a spiritual warfare going on between good and evil right now. And that life without Jesus does not make sense. And what I mean by this is that when we are left to our own demise, when we are left with our own minds, and we have nothing outside of ourselves to rely on, we tailspin every time human society is intrinsically what we are designed for because we always only have the highest capacity of our own self limitations. And that's where God comes in. That's where Jesus comes in. And I think it's such a beautiful thing to have the ability to be humbled in knowing that you don't have to do this life alone. You don't have to face your biggest challenges alone. You don't have to struggle to create deeper disciplinary actions within yourself alone, within your life alone, that you truly have something else, someone else that you can rely on that lived genuinely the perfect life, the sinless life, and was tempted with everything. And still made it out in the best of ways. And okay, maybe dying on the cross isn't the best way. And and it's actually one of the worst ways to die. But the act and the intention of it and the ability to beat death in of itself and to rise above that, to literally rise again. And as Jesus, that is his story. That is the sacrifice that God created for us because he knew it had to be something so dramatic Or we would never pay attention, and so I want to share the scripture that that um, I've chosen for today's. So I'm actually recording this at like eleven o'clock at night. I've been praying on what to do with this podcast for quite some time now, a couple months for sure. Most more intentionally, the last probably four to six weeks. And today it all just hit me so, so clearly. And we're going to get into things that are going to, we're going to see that are going to come out even more this year, agendas that are going to be pushed even more this year. It's not all bad things, I promise. Um, But at 11 o'clock at night, I'm in the shower and I'm just praying to God. And I have actually, I was praying a lot about this the other day. And it started with a sequence of TikTok videos that came into my feed and I don't worry I didn't forget about the scripture but um, the first one was that there will be times where God will isolate you into what seems like darkness because what he's really needing you to understand is that no matter what he is the light in the darkness that above all else you have to have the faith or you're never going to be able to live out the mission that he has created for you in this lifetime. And I thought about that and I was like, man, just reflecting on the last year, how my life seemed to what in when one point of view seemed to go completely downhill, but in another point of view went completely uphill in a direction I never anticipated And genuinely, even though it was probably one of our more challenging years outside of the years where Phil was like literally dying and coming alive and dying and coming alive, which total side note, when I was in grade one or two, I think it was, I wrote a story about a leprechaun and a unicorn and the leprechaun or the unicorn we keep running into the leprechaun. And the unicorn would wish for something and then it would die, but it would always have this wish left over and it'd run into the, the leprechaun and it'd wish to come alive again and it'd die and it'd come alive and it'd die and come alive. I literally wrote probably four or five pages of this leprechaun and this unicorn of a dying and coming alive. And my teacher actually called my mom into the school and my mom had to rewrite a story for me because I absolutely refused to change it. And it turns out I meet Phil however many years later and he literally dies and comes alive dies and comes alive and dies and wishes and prays on another life another opportunity and dies and comes alive it's the craziest thing total side note anyways so I'm uh I get this uh pot this TikTok thing comes across it's this deep reflective moment and I look at my life and I'm wow, this is like so crazy. There's so many times where my faith was tested, where my trust was tested, where Jesus came into my life. And and I started digging into the Bible and realizing that a lot of what I taught is no longer in alignment with how I can carry out my life. And, And it's the craziest thing when God presents himself to you. No, don't get me wrong. He presents himself to us every single day. He seeks us out every single day in those moments of awareness of the birds flying in the sky or the snow falling to the ground or the plants growing or the fact that there's DNA within our bodies that keeps us, our heart beating every day. It's like the coolest thing. But when God really seeks you out, it will be a life changing moment. And you're either going to choose to ignore and deny it. And, for the, and you're going to spend so much time in turmoil because you're avoiding it, because you're trying to deny the very thing that is there and present as if you were standing and looking in a mirror. And when God showed himself to me this year, it wasn't even in some kind of like, like, Crazy way. It was this awareness. It was this question that I kept asking is what is deeper? What is greater? What is the root of all of this? And it led me to God, to God, to God. And I'm like, okay, well, who's God? And then I'm like, well, I can't just make up my own God. I know from being a Catholic growing up that that's a one of the Ten Commandments is do not idolatrize And so I'm like, okay, well, let's start reading the Bible. And the Bible starts telling me these things that I'm like, oh, man, I really got to change this up. Like, if I'm genuinely going to be all in in my life in anything that I do, in, in especially teaching people about something. Um, leading my life by example toward, for other people, and, and as much as I don't see myself as an influencer, I've built an incredible platform. I do have a lot of people who look up to me and the way that I live and the things that I teach and, and the things that I do, and and that needs to be taken for something. And so I don't didn't go into this decision to become a Christian lightly. Not only just because of what it was providing for my family financially but because there are genuine people that I care so deeply about whether we've only connected a couple times or you know you've been in a program we've worked together one-on-one some capacity even just friends right I don't take these decisions that I make lightly it's not just Riley flip-flops all over the place into whatever is best and trendy it's like no 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 and if I'm going all in on something I'm going all in on something and so it was that that led me to the Bible, that led me to this this year that was so many ups and downs, tested in so many ways with my pregnancy, with my health, with our finances, with the direction of my business, to the way that I teach things, to the home that we live in. Like We found this home a uh, month before the beginning of 2022, and it was literally just by luck and chance and a prayer that... The lady who is our landlord, she had just put it up for rent. And we were scouring for this home in a certain price range and didn't really necessarily care where. And we found it and it was like a no-brainer. And it all just worked out so flawlessly, like so flawlessly. So God was presenting himself to me in all these ways to the point where I was either going to be an idiot and deny it. Or I was going to lean into it and, and get curious and find out what What do you want from me, basically. Like, what? Hey, bud, what do you want from me? Like, what are we doing here? And leaning in led us to this community, led me to getting baptized again, led me to, well, talking about Jesus and God all over the place, all the time. And I just it's so fascinating. It's like the Bible is this incredible adventure and it's like pick a life circumstance. And there is a message. There is a meaning. There is a reason in it. There is truth. There's that word again. There's truth. And so I'm praying on this and this TikTok comes across and I go into this deep reflection. And the next TikTok is this man. And I don't know who he is yet. I haven't found him yet, but I know he has a podcast. So I'm definitely going to go on the hunt for it. He's talking about these dreams that he has. And this one dream that he had where he uh, he had this medical condition where he couldn't sleep. And so, or he at least couldn't get into the REM cycle, which is our body needs that to be able to restore overnight. That's where we recover. And he couldn't get there. But he had one dream in 10 years, and it was him going to the White House. And, and the thing is that he was lucid in this dream. So that's when you're awake in your dreams. So he's lucid in this dream, and he goes to the White House, and he gets pushed through these rooms. And all he knows is that the people that he keeps seeing – wherever they wherever he goes into they're always afraid of whoever's behind him so he finally gets into this one room and whatever was behind him finally reveals itself to him and it's a it pulls off its mask and it's a demon and he wakes up immediately and he's like scared shitless of this dream and he um doesn't tell anybody about this this is his story by the way so he's telling this story and then 10 years later or no a year yeah a year and a half later he gets a call from a friend and his friend says, I need you to come here right now. He lives in a different state. I need you to come here right now. And assumably from this, this man who's calling him as a pastor, but that's my assumption. Anyway, so he says, I need you to come here right now. So him and his wife, they're planning this trip. They're going to go to this guy's house. And the night before they leave, he has the exact same dream. And when he gets to this guy's house the next day, this guy sits him down and he says, God speaks to us. And he says, and I'm like, okay. And this guy says, sometimes he doesn't say words, but he'll speak to us in visions and dreams. He is speaking to you in dreams right now and you know what I'm talking about. And the guy goes, yep. And he says, okay, whatever you do, do not dismiss that. And then the guy sits back down on the couch and he says, okay, that's it. That's all I had to say. And so this guy goes on to talk about how right now we live in this world where it is very, very, very different. Our human experience is very different than it has ever been before. Ever been before. Okay? We can go into Lumerians and Star Seeds and all these things, but in the human experience of this 2023 years, it is diff- most different than it has ever been before. And we cannot deny that. And he goes on to talk about the spiritual warfare that is taking place right now in this world. We see it with the Balenciaga scandal, where literally when you break that word down, I think it was Hebrew. um, And it it says, Baal is king. So Baal is Moloch, Moloch is Satan. Okay. And there's this whole controversy of it. And he's talking about how even beyond that, politics, politics isn't building roads and planning the cities and, and paying taxes anymore. It's not. It's not, it's not even a political thing. It's, it's a mental, spiritual warfare at the root of its core, at the root of all the things you, in Canada right now, the amount of censorship, the amount of evil, the inflation that's taking place, it's, it's crippling people's livelihoods worse than it ever has before. Okay. And and not because of a stock market crash. Because of genuine decisions of a man in in power. A dictator in power. And we look at the ideologies that are getting pushed into the school systems right now that are flooded in the systems. We look at people who aren't willing to hear the truth anymore because truth has become subjective. How many times sit and reflect on this right now? How many times in your life recently have you told a half truth a white lie partial truth or you've kind of just evaded the truth completely whether it was to somebody who's breaking your boundaries you didn't want to hurt their feelings maybe it was even uh, something that you're overlooking within yourself because if you admit the truth about something you're not doing that you know you should be doing then you're gonna have to face that and it's really hard Right? So we, we've skipped over this idea of objective truth. And truth is objective. It has no emotions. It has no feelings. It doesn't care how you feel or what you think. It, it is what it is. Black is black. White is white. The sky is blue. The oceans are are water. Right? That is that is that. But we've gotten to this place where we can't hear this anymore. And so the quote, I told you guys, come back around. This is such a channeled message right now. Like I was in the shower and this, this series of events happened with the tick tocks and the reflections and the shower and the prayer and god is just clear it was so clear and, and this dream that i had so let's get into the scripture the scripture that i chose today was ephesians 4 32 be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in christ god forgave you and this particular um, scripture is about uh, the unity of believers that the new hope which Christians have in Jesus. The passage begins with Paul's mention of his imprisonment and his focus on Christian unity. There he appeals to Christians to live in a way which reflects the grace that we've been given by God. And and Christians and your, let's say everybody else, okay? Christians are not meant to uphold non-believers to the same standard because Christians have a very specific, beautiful, guided set of rules and regulations, just like we have the law in our society. The difference is within a Christian, they are willing to submit and humble themselves to God and all that he says to be true. And let me tell you, I have yet to find someone else who will speak so clearly, so mercifully, so justfully, and so lovingly, like the words written in the Bible. And sure, okay, there's other religions and people that take it out of context. But no, nowhere in the Bible does it say to beat your wife. It doesn't say to abuse your kids. It actually says the opposite. It says to cherish your wife. To make sure to nurture your children and all that they are. To find life within them. And I don't know the passage specifically, but I know... Um, Uh, Ruth, the book of Ruth is all about cherishing and nurturing your wife and women and holding them to a higher standard. And through many, um, many passages within the Bible, it talks about the love and the nurturing and the importance of children, right? So take what you will from people who've manipulated it. God is good and God only speaks to the goodness, but he also speaks to the wickedness within us and within this world. You see, when Satan was cast down, it was because he said that he would choose for us. He would choose for us. He would make our lives so much easier by just choosing for us. So in you not having to think or not having to look to God, see, the thing with Satan is that you don't have to believe in God. You don't even have to believe in Satan. You just have to not take the time to get to know God, to believe in God, to acknowledge God. That's all you have to do. And you're forever damned to this world and to the ways of it. And when I had God continuously reveal himself to me throughout throughout this year, it was like time and time again I would see this. More and more people would get lost to money, to working, to building, to to, um, manipulation in relationships, to lies, to deceit, to... Um, not not giving up their challenges like so I watch so many people give in to the craziest of chaos and and the reason being is part of them it's that that uh, survivalistic tendency within them subconscious programming rooted so deeply within them that it kept them from humbling themselves to get to know Jesus or giving it up to Jesus, that even the mention of Jesus, even the mention of the name Jesus, not, not a scripture following, not, not a prayer to be had, just the mention of the name Jesus, and they're like, nope, ears turned off. It's like, imagine a name so powerful that to someone who's so rooted in their chaos can't even hear it. their soul, in a sense, cringes or something within them just shuts right down probably the demons on their back I would honestly assume the darkness within them that's manipulating and toiling with them and, and keeping them entrenched in this survivalistic tendency of maybe victim mentality or it's just the struggle to believe that anything greater could be available to them it's like it it won't, that demon can't even hear the name Jesus, that it trembles so deeply within your body that everything has to shut off. Imagine that. Imagine that. And that's not even an imagination thing. Like that literally happens. I watch this every day when I have the conversations on lives, in chats, on, in my emails, the people who've challenged me. It's, it's the craziest thing. And the most eye-opening thing for, so for me, it was like I don't ever want to live a life without that name in it, without Jesus in it—the name that literally makes the demons locked within people shut them down so they can't hear it. Ooh, imagine what an ounce of curiosity to say, "Who's that?" Spark within them, their soul light back up. I want you—I want you to imagine this for a moment, okay? And maybe this is someone in your life. I'm going to just give a name. Say Samantha. Samantha is in her mid-30s. And Samantha has a couple children. She's relatively spiritual and on the surface a pretty happy-go-lucky person. You know, she wants to try and believe in the best. And she gives so much of herself away to her kids, to other people. She's not in the greatest of relationships, She's suffered a lot of abuse in her past, verbally, mentally, emotionally, sexually, physically, all different kinds. Uh, she tries not to hold it too much uh, on the on the surface. She likes to genuinely try and give people a chance. Every once in a while, she'll read a book or she'll uh, go out of her way to, you know, give some things to the homeless or do something of charity. But on most days... Samantha finds herself crying in her car, a bubble of anxiety, not able to escape. She tends to lash out at her kids because she just can't handle the noise. She's oversensitive to anyone, so she tends to isolate herself from almost everyone, even her husband. She doesn't really have a very strong backbone because that takes a lot out of her to even just like have conversations with people, let alone argue or have to try and convince someone of something or defend herself it's just easier to be a chameleon and say oh yeah maybe probably I never thought of that though inside she's like cringing because she deeply disagrees with it but it's so much easier to just nod and smile and say yes and Samantha spends most of her nights crying awake wide awake in her bed worried about life money health people the world everything and most times she'll cope she'll choose her coping mechanisms marijuana to numb maybe she can just find silence for a bit or drinking at night or on the weekend she likes her wine it's five o'clock somewhere And she'll sit aimlessly scrolling on her social media while the laundry's piling up and there's dishes in the sink. And tomorrow she's going to try and do better because tomorrow's a new day. Sometimes her kids are crying and it's easier just to pretend like they're not just for a minute. Maybe that silence will come over her just a little bit longer and... The one thing that she wants most is that inner peace, that silence. She just wants to know that life is going to be okay, but she can't quite get there mentally because she hasn't figured out that somebody loves her. She doesn't even love herself most days. And that's Samantha. Maybe Samantha is you. Maybe Samantha is someone in your life. And when a, a man, Samantha's on her way to the grocery store one day, and there's a man standing on the corner, and he's preaching the gospel. And he says, Ma'am, ma'am, come over here, ma'am. And she's thinking, Oh, I don't got money. I don't got money. I don't, I don't want, I don't got time for this. He says, Ma'am, come here for one moment. I, the Lord is calling me to tell you to come here in Jesus' name. I'm going to help you today. And she, ugh just immediately angry angry this man hasn't even said anything other than the name of Jesus and I want to help you that's all he said and she's cringing and she's angry and she wants nothing to do with this and she needs it takes everything in her to just like walk away and not get mad at him because now he's disrupted her day and this three seconds of her life as she's going to the grocery store he's not even in the way he's just on the side of the way into somewhere else and that name just that name in the statement i want to help you i can help you throws her into this spiral left to her own demise godless she's in this tailspin angry through the grocery store and she can't even figure out what to do with her life she wants to throw the list away I'll just, picks up a couple bananas and maybe a loaf of bread and something easy that can go in the oven and she takes the kids and they go back to the car and the whole day's shot all because this man said Jesus and I want to help you Samantha is in every single one of us And that thing might be your finances you're avoiding, your health you're avoiding, a person in your life you're avoiding, a decision in your life you're avoiding. And that name of Jesus in the middle of the turmoil and chaos, it just sends you on a spiral of anger where you got to throw everything you were doing. All because of the demons on your back that are left unaddressed. And so I have this dream, okay? I have this dream and I had to literally draw like a graph. I woke, I have the craziest dreams, you guys. It is absolutely insane. I could make a movie on my dreams alone. So I have this dream and I... When I started to get into spirituality, we're going to come back to the story of Samantha, by the way, because I'm not done with that, but it is very relevant to tell you this next part. So I, when I started to get into spirituality, one of the first things that I learned and taught myself how to do, um, I got to backtrack a bit. I watched the movie Inception, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, where you go a dream within a dream within a dream and you wake yourself up. And I've always been so fascinated with that because I've always experienced that but I never had words to describe it until I saw the movie and I'm like whoa that is like literally my life and so um when I learned about started getting into spirituality that was one of the first things that I learned how to do was how to wake myself up in my dream and so something that I learned how to do was to plant keys so so whenever I'm in a dream and I know that it's important and my soul knows it's important I'll look for a key like I'll start to become more lucid in the dream until I find the key And as soon as I find the key in my dream state I'm awake now whatever's happening I'm fully present and aware for I can't necessarily change what's happening in the dream but I'm aware and awake to what is going on in the dream it's not just a subconscious thing that's playing out okay so I'm having this dream this was probably like a week or two ago and it started off with me as like an Egyptian slave and so as soon as I was in this I knew I needed to wake up so I started to look for the keys so there is a a guard standing with a ring of golden keys and I became awake I'm awake in the dream and so as I'm a slave in Egypt I know that in this part of this dream there's going to be more but I need to stay in line that's the whole point of this dream so this is like the first level of it so I need to stay awake and As I begin to like look around at my surroundings, I find a door, and I know that I'm gonna get caught if I get out of line. But I need to get through this door. I need to figure out what's on the next level. So somehow I go into the next level, and the next level is me standing in this. (coughs) Excuse me. It's like a a college party, right? And there's this room, and there's like some of my friends that I know, and. And in this dream, it's just casual. They're just drinking beer. And and I like come bursting in this room as if this door from this Egyptian place opens up into this college room. And as I burst in this drawer, there's these two guys that I know. And I go over to them. I'm almost frantic. I'm like, okay, I need to tell you what I know so far because I'm going to come back. And if I don't tell you this right now, I'm going to forget it. And So I tell them everything that I had figured out at that point. And I go back to like my bedroom. So now I'm just having an outer body experience in my bedroom. And somehow I know I need to get back into Egypt. So I don't know how I'm doing this, by the way. This is all in my dream. Like I'm fully asleep, but I am not asleep. So I come back to my bedroom and I'm like, oh shit, okay, I got to get back to Egypt. Somehow I'm in Egypt again. I'm in this line. I got to stay in this line. I can't move from this line. And I see the door and I figure out at this point at what point in this dream or this process I can get through this door. So I get through this door and I tell them everything that I know at this point and I find another door now. And so this other door leads me into this world where in I think it was like a year and a half ago I had this other dream where I would go into what looked like a Roman column like the the Roman Empire and it was a big coliseum that's what I'm looking for and in this coliseum there was these pods on the walls and you weren't supposed to be awake like you weren't supposed to know you were here so it was almost as if your soul would travel here and the purpose of this coliseum and these pods was that you would be doing the same thing at the same point every year and your soul just based off repetition would go into this coliseum it'd go into this pod it'd get reprogrammed for what it was supposed to do in that year and it goes get sent back out to whatever you're doing. Let's say every year at the same time and the same day you go to your great grandmother's house for Christmas dinner and she always cooks the same meals and the same people come over and you play the same games like those kind of situations. So while you're doing this just automatically your soul is going to this coliseum to get programmed in these pods. So this is a separate dream that I had had a year and a half ago. And so in this dream that I had a couple days ago. The third layer of it was this Colosseum again, but this time they already knew I was coming. They knew I was going to be there. And I knew that they knew I was going to be there. So whoever they is, I don't know yet. There's some like governance. It makes me think of if you've ever watched the series Loki, where there's like agents that govern time. Like this is literally my dreams. Okay, this is a friggin' dream. And so i'm in this coliseum and i know i don't have much time here because i know from the previous time i had this dream and right now i got to get out of this place and so and i already know what's happening on this level so i find a doorway back to the college room and i tell these two guys all about this and i'm like hey i am gonna go but i'm gonna be back and i'm gonna have more to tell you you need to remember this because you have to tell me this and every time i would leave this college dorm i'd forget a little bit but what i started to realize this went on for a bit i pfft, felt like I was sleeping for years. Um, But at some point I started to realize that it wasn't so much about the layers and the levels that I was needing to pay attention to. At one point, I started to conceptualize that I was being distracted. So I was going through these doors in this process. I was going through these doors and this process being distracted From figuring out what was really going on. And I started to pick up these keys and these points that it wasn't even about going through the doors. It was about figuring out what they were doing. And I finally got to the seed of this whole whatever, let's call this an adventure, okay? And if you've ever watched Inception, you know the part in the movie where he has to like meet his father in his bed, like the father's dying and he's laying in this bed and he has to go meet him in this inceptive dream to change the seed that's locked in the the vault that changes everything about his reality. And so in this particular dream I'm having, I realize that what's taking place is that there is this crazy AI world that is built it is it isn't even just built around us it's built in the into the fabric of us like whether we want to acknowledge or go down the rabbit holes or not the ai is already within us some sort of metal or program or something and it's been put in through our water through our food through our vaccines through the things that we touch through the air that we're exposed to it's in everything And it's not something we're supposed to understand, it's something that's supposed to be for us in the future, maybe 10, 15 years from now whether it's this is just now me throwing out ideas whether it's a chip in the back of our necks so that our brains can compute and essentially become some form of robot this is literally what Elon Musk is talking about he has these neurotransmitters that he um came out with I think it was two or three years ago where it's it's um uh, advertised for people with like MS or neurodegenerative diseases where you can get this chip put into the back of your your uh, spine and it can reconnect certain synaptic connections within your, your spine and your brain so that people can still walk and they don't have things like Parkinson's. And, and, you know, it sounds good, but the point of my dream was that I was being diverted away from understanding that whether you had these neurodegenerative diseases or not, You were still being converted. And I remember going back to the college room one more time and being like, You guys forget everything I said. Like, we're basically fucked. (laughs) Like, we're screwed. And I realized when I woke up from that dream that the way that I drew it for my husband was that the point, I drew a triangle over this. And the very point was this, this reality that was embedded into the fabric of society and then the the but the base of my triangle went up and so it was the slave level this this line that we were in and, and you just look at like society of itself how we're conditioned to go to school and get the job and have the family and have the house and the white picket fence and we worked we're 60 65 70 and we hopefully retire in Arizona and play golf that's kind of like the American dream right Um, The amount of people who I say that to go, well, I've never wanted to retire in Arizona and play golf. It's like, okay, (laughs) the old white man's dream. (laughs) Like, pick your battles, right? So like that's society and, and it's bred within us on a whole. And and there's not a lot of people who, you know, given that there's almost 8 billion people on the planet, there's not a lot of people who actually decide to go down the route of personal development or spirituality or even Christianity. Like Christians are condemned so much now, just like they were back in the past. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why, why the truth will get snuffed out. The truth of vaccines, the truth of all this COVID, uh, covid garbage all the you know um the truth about school systems about the financial systems about the constant people politicians going on tv and just blatantly lying there was this one um educator she was um uh she dealt with um my, um microbiologist that's what she is and she was saying how it's almost 100% not possible to splice dna And it's like you literally go on a Google search for 20 minutes and you will find multiple cases of people splicing DNA all the way back. To like the 1940s. This isn't new, uh, not to mention that clones have been a thing for a very long time. That is literally the splicing of DNA. And to the degree where there was a company in the 60s that started cloning people, and because it started to become more popular, I cannot remember the name of this company to save my life, um, but you can literally like type in fragments of what I'm saying and it'll come up. Um, they ended up having to move to Europe because they had more lax laws there and they ended up in a uh, tribunal court i think that's what it was called uh, or a supreme court case uh because they basically got busted for create for cloning humans and we now see things like uh the artificial wombs if you haven't heard of this this is the most fucked up thing pardon my language that i've ever seen and it's even more to the point of the good and evil that exists in our life, we have these systems in place to damn us at every single angle. Now, that does not mean, by the way, that you can't get out of these. And this isn't called escaping the matrix, by the way. This is learning genuine skills. This is finding means and ways to not rely on the government. This is also finding means and ways to not rely on a 9-to-5 job and ways where you can build a home or a life from land one of the one commodities in life that is truly priceless is land yet it's getting swept up all across the country by billionaires like bill gates who bought up i think it was like 63 percent of the farming land um if you listen to this please correct me on the stat it's somewhere in the 60 percent range of farming land literally to just um uh, two things. One, destroy natural crop and two, put in and implement um, uh, spice crop. What is it called? Uh, one, someone's listening right now and I know you're shouting it in your car. Um, mm, genetically modified. There we go. Genetically modified foods, crops, wheats, um, canolas, all these types of things, right? Things that we genuinely need, if not tampered with. Um, anyways, So it's creating more synthetic food. And I think back to this dream and I think back to my prayers and I think back to this vision and I think back to these directions that I'm going to go with the podcast. Believe it or not, all of this leads back to this podcast, which is so crazy. If you stuck with this story, thank you. And I cannot wait to hear what your thoughts are. Please find me on Instagram and send me a message because oof. Oh, there. By the way, there's gonna be way more of this stuff. Um. Anyways, so I think back to all of this, and I'm like, it couldn't be more clear that God is speaking to me. It couldn't be more clear. And by the way, He's not just speaking to me; He's also speaking to you because it's not by chance or coincidence that you came across this podcast and listened all the way up to this point and beyond. And you are gonna go back into your life, and you're just gonna be like, oh la di da. There's dishes in the sink. There's a man preaching the gospel as I'm walking into the grocery store. I'm angry because I'm not addressing the things in my life that I know that I need to. Samantha, you're not just going to go back into your life and ignore that Samantha within us. I have her in me too. The person in your life, the Samantha in your life. Right? There's no way you're going to listen to this and not see her wherever you go. And the thing about Samantha is that if she took 5 minutes to go i'm going to lift my head up here for a minute and breathe one let's start there let's boosa <sighs> okay but this can't be it this this can't be my life where this person sucks and these people are manipulative and my boundaries are constantly being crossed and I'm lazy or I'm not getting enough done or I'm coping and numbing with these things and my kids are all over the place. and, and uh, ugh. There's no way if she just looked up for one moment and took a breath and said, God help me, that man on the corner wouldn't trigger her. He might, but when she comes out of the grocery store, she might actually walk slower. She might actually take a couple moments to listen. She might go find a sermon online or maybe even open her Bible and say, okay, what is this? What is this This dude, this man, this thing, this guy, this buddy? What is this buddy all about? <laughs> what is this dude, guy, buddy all about, right? Like, who's, who is this? How the fuck did I get here? Like, what's going on? What is going on? And that's where it starts. That's where my awakening started. I mean, I've always been, what's the word I want to use? More objective. This is about, I guess, you know, come back to that truth. I've been more objective. Not that I know the truth or always 100 million percent speak the truth. Like I am imperfect. I yelled at my kids yesterday. <laughs> um, but, uh, I've always been objective and so when all the stuff with COVID started it it, it, actually this is how it goes for me if someone says you have to do this my immediate response is no I don't care what it is it could be do the dishes Phil could say hey babe well okay if he's nice about it then that's a different thing but like it's something forceful it's something that doesn't make sense it's like okay work when someone says you need to be here at 4 p.m. I'm like no and I would show up at 4:02, 4:05, 4:15. I would even show up to work when I was serving. And I would get there at like 3:50, 350, 3:55. And I would sit in my car till just after four. And it would drive my boss nuts. Like I was a great server, I am an incredible employee. I will work really hard, which is probably why I had that job for five years even though I was late literally all the time. And I would come in when I was early and I would be, hey, do you check all that time? Hey, what time is it? Oh, it's 3.58. Like I would be, I'm so obnoxious. <laughs> but like that is me. So when all this COVID stuff happened and they're like, you need to stay home. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? no. Like now I'm definitely going to go find the only store that's open, which was grocery store. I'm going to go there. I don't even need anything, but I'm going grocery shopping now. And granted, we had to be cautious in the beginning because Phil has a health heart condition. And it was like, oh, you know, the sick and the elderly and this and the young, like everybody's going to die. We're going to drop dead in the streets. And I'm sitting there like, what is going on? And so I wasn't just like, like, um, obnoxiously going to the grocery store like man can we take a moment to just acknowledge how awkward was it going into a store period and just seeing another person not only is it like half deserted and there's like very limited things on the shelf but then god forbid somebody coughed i remember i had uh it was either me or it was one of my kids and we were in one of the aisles and there's a worker stocking the shelves and this was before masks or any of that this was like literally like day four and we were in Walmart and one of us coughed and I just stopped and I looked around and the lady looked at me and I looked at her and it was like what just happened and if she could have got up and ran she probably would have but I think she literally fight or flight or freeze she froze and same Well, it came from like me or my kids. So, I mean, it didn't really matter to me in that moment, but she froze. Okay. But it was the weirdest thing. And that was such a turning point because that kept me very hyper vigilant and wanting to see, okay, what's going on here? Because something ain't adding up. The entire, what do you mean the entire globe just shut down? What do you mean? What do you mean New York and Italy have the exact same news story with the exact same OR room that's playing? That's a little sketchy. What do you mean that now all of a sudden there's all this Hillary Clinton pedophile stuff? Uh, okay, something's going on here. What do you mean movies like Out of the Shadows is coming out? And uh, I think it was called Beyond the Truth or something. And, and Jordan Peterson's speaking about censorship now. What do you, Something's going on here. Oh, Black Lives Matter, BLM, George Floyd, Red Flags. What is this? What is happening? This was all within a series of like three months that all of this started taking place. It was like COVID hit, Hillary Clinton, pedophile rings, uh, sex trafficking, uh, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. Then it was the the um, uh, Afri- uh, the Native children. I know it's politically incorrect, but I'm Native, so I can say what I want. <laughs> I'm claiming it. Um, and then it was uh, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, and then it was back to BLM, and then it was Antifa, and people were like, blowing up streets and cars and shops and so I'm sitting back and I'm like what is going on how is nobody seeing this how are people just going along everyone's changing their profile pictures I stand with this I stand with this I stand I'm sitting there and I'm like what and I'm like man this is gonna go so terribly and I start to find people who are talking about okay the 2030 agenda And little did I know at the time, one, it's pretty much panned out exactly. We got the passports in, we got the shots in, we got the mandates in, like gross, and people are still going with this. And so I'm thinking back to this dream that I had where it's like on the top level is is the slaves. And they're in the line and they can't see anything else but the person in front of them. They don't even know where they're going but they know that they cannot sway from this line. Because God forbid they do. There's a guard somewhere that's going to get them. That's kind of the feeling. And, and I'm watching people in reality do this. And I didn't even have the dream at the time to context this. But I could see that this is what people were doing. And it was wild. Oh my god. It was like I was watching a movie. It was So surreal to see people buying toilet paper by the hundreds of dollars. And I'm, it was embarrassing to go get toilet paper. People are going and buying children's thermometers by the hundreds of dollars. What? Like, this is, what is happening? This isn't even like apocalyptic. This is like, I knew right away, I was like, this is a simulation. This is a simulation. And what even tipped me off even more was when you started to hear about other countries making a mockery of a Western culture because of this. And I'm like, oh yeah. We're, excuse my language, of fucking idiots. Are you kidding me? And so, all of this is happening. All of this is taking place. The world is a crazy place. 2020 was insane. Back to my dream. Back to Samantha. Back to where we're at today. We're almost at the end, I promise. But it's it was so crazy to me because when I had this dream... And God continued to answer my prayers with leading me to, now doing this podcast at 1151 at night on a Saturday, the day of my son's sixth birthday party. It it was like this obvious response, okay? These TikTok videos that are talking about how this year, life right now in some capacity, it is going to be revealed to you to have to choose sides and you're literally going to be choosing between the side of complacency if i just avoid and ignore and cope this will hopefully all go away you're choosing the side of the devil and i know that's hard to hear and that might be hard to think about but that's that is the truth Because a a life without God in it, without Jesus in it, is a life chosen with the devil. And I thought about this and I thought about, okay, well, one, how am I going to deliver that message? Like, oof, that's crazy. Um, Second, I know a lot of people who aren't necessarily Christians, but they believe in God and oneness and, you know, they want to believe that everything is good and divine and love and unity. And it's like, okay, but it's not. Right. It's not. And I had to think about who I wanted to be in in being this person to share this message, because it's not that I'm trying to come from a place of authority. Believe me, I make mistakes every day. I am not perfect. I do not claim to be perfect. I am not trying to be perfect. I am not better than you or the next person but there's something that I have found. There is a truth that I have found that I cannot put down. I cannot close my eyes to for two reasons. The first one being is that it is so obvious. It is so blatantly obvious. And you see it in everything. You see it in this, this hypocritical mental health movement. Oh, how hypocritical is it? Where it's, we need safe spaces and, and LGBTQ, T-I-A-P-X-Y-Z-M-B, uh, let kids choose what they want to be while biologically destroying their bodies. We see this mental health crisis, but then we have commercials of Atavan and all these drugs and uh, Frosted Flake cereal that's filled with lead. If you've ever done the test where you um, crunch up, you like uh, food process your your cereal, and then you take a magnet and you will literally collect lead from your food. It is absolutely insane. There's, you know, the the meat that is given to us now. We have this beyond. We have this beyond beef that people are given that is literally packed with processed garbage. Everyone wants to be a vegan at the expense of not actually being healthy. You know, granted, there's some benefits to obviously upping your intake of um, fermented foods and raw foods and, uh, and organically grown horm- uh, hormone-free foods, but that comes from butchers. It doesn't come from your grocery store with an organic stamp on it. If you've ever watched, uh, what is that guy, Super Size Me, the second one, where he just does it all about the chicken industry, where free, free range is like a 5 by 10 little square outside of the barn that's fenced in, and that's free range, and there's actually no regulations on how much free sunlight. They just have to have exposure to sunlight, which is crazy. A whole nother thing and then we have this this artificial intelligence that's intercepting the very fabric of our reality so we we're, we're getting we're pumping people with these damaging vaccines honestly i don't care what you think about them there's enough evidence and information out there now to know that they are not good children and athletes are dropping like flies from cardiac arrest All of them had the vaccine. All of them have been exposed to the vaccine. It's like, at what point do we just start saying, hmm, I'm going to lift my head up. Okay, Samantha, I'm going to lift my head up. I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to ask, what is going on here? You know, and, and then it's just manipulative lies. Oh, it's this one syndrome, or it could be this, or it could be that, to the point where I genuinely believe that this year, there's going to be litigation that starts surrounding taking down these two companies, Moderna and Pfizer, for mass genocide. Mass global genocide. Wow. And, and to the point where I've used AI technology, so it's, it's even infiltrated in all of the things. Like if you think that using technology isn't, Uh, that your technology isn't infiltrated by AI already? It has. It's in every policy fine print of every app that you use to the point where if you even have TikTok, other companies that can buy that data can get access to your contact list, your emails, your other apps because it's in the privacy agreement that we just blindly agree to, to to use apps, right? Did you know that? It's the craziest things, um, to where we have artificial wombs. So we're pumping young girls with birth control, which is terrible for you. I'm so glad I had a knowing very early on in my life. I think it was 19 when I stopped taking birth control. I was on it for a couple years. Um, and I didn't even know anything about it. I didn't even know alternatives. I learned to track my cycle, the most natural thing that you could possibly do for yourself. And if your cycle is all over the place, the next best step to check into is your gut health okay and really look at what that looks like because your hormones aren't out of balance because of your lack of birth control it's out of balance because of the foods that we're eating the water that we're drinking the air that's around us and maybe you can't escape from the air and the food and the water because you need these things to survive but what are you doing what skills are you learning or developing to uh, eat and prepare and live with better quality water and better quality foods in your life, right? And these things go overlooked so often. And, and most importantly, aside from the physical aspects of keeping yourself alive, what are you doing to deal with your trauma? Because emotional trauma embedded in your system and your cells will naturally cause its own diseases when left alone, when we are left with our own minds and limitations and demise, Right? It's not by coincidence that my husband, his heart issues, it isn't even something that's in the family. He went through an insane divorce that led him to um, also growing up with uh, a lot of abandonment issues and neglect and rejection to the point where a year after he's out of this out of uh, divorce, Uh, really starting to look at a lot of his abusive situations throughout his life, that he ends up with this congenital heart failure that, again, is not in his family's history. He just, all of a sudden, out of the blue, started to go downhill and, and have it. Like, when things are left to manifest on their own, when darkness is left untreated, it will spiral and build and grow and infiltrate. That's why we need Jesus. Because how many times have you gone through shitty situations in your life and left them unaddressed or maybe even started to address them, but then came to find that as you started to touch on them or dig into them even in the slightest a bit, chaos seemed to explode in your life. This is one of the common things that I see with clients in my life, or in my line of work, is that when they start to uncover and peel away the layers chaos explodes in their life because now their memory starts to come back the things that they kept sleeping dormant in the back of their subconscious they now start to wake up to it finally has a space to breathe and the only way to to relieve darkness from your system is to let it out to let it breathe to ask for forgiveness to pray for love to pray for grace to lean on hope to lean on faith to call on God, on Jesus's name. The only name that can make a person in turmoil quiver and angry because their soul just awoke into something. And in this case, it was Samantha and the words, Jesus and help, right? It's just the craziest thing. And so we have young girls on birth control, that is dampering their system. We have women and kids getting shot up with this mRNA vaccine that is literally tearing apart the tissues of their uterus to the point where women in astronomical rates have been losing babies, struggling even more with infertility. And this is just in the last year. And this isn't even from study data. This is just from People's lived and testimony experiences. And then we look at the levels of estrogen that's in foods. The high levels of estrogens is highly disrupting and our meats particularly. It's highly disrupting women's hormone systems. And so it's causing us to have even more reproductive issues. And then if you have any sort of abusive circumstances that you've faced in your life, that's all stored in your sacral and your reproductive system, right? And so we go and we start to unpeel these layers and address these things. And sometimes you get humbled to the point where you just have nothing left but your faith. I know this beautiful, beautiful soul. Oh my goodness, she is the most genuine kindest person and she struggles with serious infertility issues and she's gone through so many different types of treatments and I just pray for her because she will be she will be such a great mom but there is something that is trying to humble her to faith right now God is and and I don't want to say that God's trying to keep her take her away from having babies and causing all these issues in her life but It could be a number of things that I have no insight into that led her into the position where her body is in the state that it's in and really genuinely the only thing left is her faith and to what degree that she leans on that I have no idea but this is just what I've observed from the outside looking in you know maybe it's not infertility that you deal with maybe it's finances maybe it's another health issue maybe it's your relationships maybe it's genuinely just yourself. Right, I know this one woman in my life, uh, she has a very chaotic life. Chaotic life with her kids, chaotic life with her husband, chaotic life with herself. And chaos, when left alone, breeds and needs more chaos. And so she naturally attracts more of it to her. And I pray for her all the time because she, again, is such a genuine, kind, soul her health has been affected her mental health her physical health her emotional health her sexual health like all of it and it's crazy because i see this and and i don't say this with judgment by any means but how much her life would turn around if she had a little faith not even a little but she leaned into faith above all else i know how much it's changed my life how much it's saved my life How much it's changing the lives around me, my husband, and not because we're the catalyst of it, because God is the catalyst of it. Jesus is the catalyst of it. Just talking about them. The amount of messages that I get every time I talk about Jesus, where people say, I'm so glad to see that you found Jesus too. I found him this year. I found him last year. I came back into my faith. I can't believe how much deception exists, how much deception got hold of me. And I can't help but think that one of the directions I wanted to go with this podcast this year was, well, maybe I'll just open this up to learning about other people's journeys and just like kind of just being a platform for people to share their journeys with all things spirituality. And then I thought, what a disservice to condone that. And it's not because I think down on these people, but that I don't want to spread a message that... um instigates it that instigates that discovery because I've seen the direction that it takes people and it leads you to a dead end unless you're willing to let God in right Samantha could spend her time meditating She probably watches all the people doing readings. I was that person myself. I'd go and I want readings. I wanted to get readings. I wanted to know what was next. I wanted to know what was up. I wanted to connect with my aunt. I literally learned about intuition because I wanted to connect with her. And I started to realize that that's... As much as it's a relief in the moment to hear a positive message from somebody else outside of you that life could possibly go a good way or or a better way or that, you know, my aunt is sending me the feathers and the dimes and he's someone who doesn't even know me is telling me about the orange cat at the house that was on the same road as the cabin that ended up getting sold out from under us and all these things about her life and her trip to Paris and the, the moment on the boat and it's like, there's no way these people could know this. I believe that spirits exist but i also believe that demons and satan knows us just as well as god might and that is something to think about because if satan knows you just as well as god knows you if satan knows your deepest desires the things that you want the most The places that you want to go, the people that you want to be with, the rooms you want to be in, the things that you want to plant yourself in. But he also knows your crutches and what cripples you and what keeps you a servant and a slave to his agenda of just staying present in the world then you won't find that light and you won't find that inner peace and you won't know that there's a greater service and purpose and mission. And to me, I couldn't condone it just like I can't condone this idea that we need to convince our children that they need to choose their identity when it's disgusting and mentally ill and personality disruptive Like literally up until a couple years ago, it was called a split personality disorder. And now we're like, hey, kids, pick your gender. Oh, you don't need to know how to do taxes, but you can alter your body to a point where you need to rely on a chemical substance that's that's impaling your system and your organs completely. To where you're gonna have, have challenges peeing. You're gonna have challenges with your heart. You're gonna have challenges with your uh, digestive system because your gut micro gut biome, your gut microbiome, there we go, is being poisoned every time you're taking these pills or taking these shots and you're damaging your blood cells because you're getting poison injected. It's like, what? Remember that slave line in Egypt that I talked about? Right? And I can't, I can't condone these things. I can't condone them because I know the truth and I know that it's not good. I'm so grateful, genuinely. And it's not that I'm shitting on anyone who's on a spiritual journey. I'm not. I was on it. I taught it. I lived it. I breathed it. I loved it. But there came a point where it wasn't fulfilling anymore. And How many of you have gone on that journey or been on that journey and you're like, okay, you know, I've gone to this healer and I've gone to this healer and I've gone to this light language session, which is probably a podcast of its own. And I've taken this course and I've learned about this modality and I do all the tapping and I do all the Reiki and I do all the chakra healing. I do all the crystals and I do all the saging. I do all the meditations and I'm still suffering because at some point you do all the things and you realize it's still not enough. And it's like when I was in the shower tonight and this all became so clear and God's like, you're going to get on that podcast and you're going to talk and you're going to let me speak through you. And it was like, like, I'm pretty sure my husband wanted to have some sexy time and I felt bad, but I was like, I, I got to go you a podcast. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Rain check. But I was like, I, I don't know what this is. But I need to sit down and just speak and see what comes out and essentially solidify the direction that I'm going. And it's bringing more of Jesus into this, because here's the thing. I don't want to work with people in one-on-one containers and group programs, interview people who aren't willing to hear the truth, who don't want to hear the truth, because it isn't even necessarily the truth that, hey, Jesus is best. in in every aspect of life. But it's the truth that, hey, that's a coping mechanism. There's this one uh, woman that I connected with very early on in my journey of building a business when I decided to try out, okay, what's building a business? Um, And she went through this crazy journey of she made a ton of money and she invested into like shoddy people who were big name spiritualists and she'd do these resorts and she'd go on these retreats and she'd do these deep he- cellular healings and meditations and manifestations and all the glitz and the glamour and the glory. And she ended up in a psych ward because it wasn't enough to where she then ended up with coping Um Coping, I won't call them skills, but she ended up drinking her problems away out of avoidance. And then it led her to getting sober and finding God. But then, even in that, and a lot of the things that she's still teaching, it's like she still is breeding these narcissistic behaviors that are not of God or promoting messages that are not of God. And I'm not saying that I'm always going to be perfect or right or You know, there'll be things that I miss out. Maybe there's something in here that I do. Remember, let's lead with objective truth, not subjective. If this challenges you, good. It's challenging me to even say this because I'm like, damn, this could go one of two ways. Really, truly. But I watched her and I called her out on it in a loving way and just saying like, hey, I don't know if you quite mean this or I wonder if you recognize that this is actually very contradictory to your overall messaging, not only just in general with what you share and what you do, but also within the Christian faith that you've come into because here's the thing, Christians are meant to uphold other Christians to their faith. I think it's John... Okay, it's not John. I was like, I got to pause this and got to look it up because it's literally to the point. So there's two. So there's Galatians 6, 1-2, to and it's brothers. If someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently, but watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in a way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. See, first of all, not only is this just saying like, hey guys, we got to hold each other accountable, but the second part of this is that there's a better way to live and and also don't get tempted by judgment of scrutiny of overwhelm of anxiety because I I saw this woman basically contradicting herself and and really not leading with the message of God whatsoever literally breaking one of the 10 commandments which was all about adultery and it's and at first I wanted to be like judgmental I want to say hey whoa listen up like that ain't working and instead I thought you know okay WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, he would simply say this nice I'm Like, hey, maybe you could think about it like this. Or, you know, did you ever notice that maybe it comes across more like this? Or, you know, we should maybe revisit some of these things. And, and in some cases, people would say, well, you're being authoritative. But the truth is that I'm not, right? And and I don't, I had to go look this scripture up, but I knew of it, right? Because I take the time to learn, generally genuinely what it is that I share I'm not saying she doesn't or other people don't I'm saying for me and this learning curve another one is Matthew 18 15 to 17 if your brother sins against you go and show him his fault just between the two of you if he listens to you You have won your brother over, but if he will not listen to you, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to even the church, treat him as if you would a pagan or a tax collector, because the point of this passage is that you need to address it one to the other. And if you genuinely care about what you say and what you preach and what you do, and and in my case... If I genuinely care to be a Christian, I'll bring in one other person to reinforce it. Like, hey, look it. It's not just me. We genuinely care about you. We love you wholeheartedly. And we make mistakes too, but we want to bring this to your attention. And then it goes on to say that if they don't listen to the one or two or three of you, bring it to the group. Bring it to the community. Hey, We're all seeing you do something that is not of truth, is not of love, is not of God. And then it says, if they do not listen, treat them like a pagan, treat them like a non-Christian because at that point, they're not even acting as if they are a Christian because a Christian will sit and stop and reflect. And that's the thing that I love the most about coming to Jesus is that I will stop and reflect on everything I do. Someone might have a quote with me with what I've shared on this extremely long podcast episode. And I will stop and listen. I won't say, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. I said what I said and I am right and that is truth. I will stop and I will listen. But then I'll also objectively look at what the truth is. Hey, they, they said something. I got to go back. I got to listen to this. What did I say? What, where did it come from? Okay. Is this a subjective truth that I'm being pitted against? Because if that's the case, well, then I said what I said. Genuinely, Truly. Wholeheartedly through and through. And I will stand by that every single time. But my point is that as I'm praying, as I'm uncovering I'm the Samantha in my own life, as I'm looking at the direction that I want to go, as I'm noticing all these ways that God is showing up in my world, and I can't believe it's true, but I can believe it's true, I realize that the direction that I want to go with this podcast is all about truth. About worldly truth, life truth, spiritual truth, entrepreneurship truth, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Building a business online is not for the faint of heart. It's a great idea because it's glamorized with all this glitz and this money. See, that's where Satan gets you in. Quit your job. Unstabilize your family. Build a business online. You can do it. But then it's untrained people helping unhealed people causing damaging mentalities and ideologies that are keeping people looped and trapped in these unfulfilling ways that eventually they have a mental crisis and they go, <gasps> what else is there? And so I'm bringing this show back to the Riley June show. The All the music and intros and stuff are going to change. I'm not in a rush. I might just actually post some episodes and me just chatting And I'm going to interview people on here who not only want to talk about God and jam on Jesus, but are talking about their journeys and their testimonies to finding that truth within them. Because it's really easy to say, you know, everyone goes on a journey and they do. They do. Absolutely. We all do. I went on a journey to find this place, but it's when you try and dilute the truth where you're not actually protecting people you're not protecting other people's feelings and you're not even protecting yourself because then you're uncomfortable you become the chameleon like samantha adjusting and adapting while other things in their life are spiraling and you're getting angry for no reason because someone on the corner said jesus and said he can help you and it's like what do i do And for me, I sat and I was like, man, there's so many ways that I could make money doing this, especially because I'm going back to a day job for a bit and I'm like dreading it. Honestly, if I'm going to be honest, I'm really dreading it. I don't like that. I'm going to be there for the majority of my day. I don't like that. This will be the first postpartum where I'm not with my baby 24-7. That gives me anxiety. This is going back to a job that doesn't even cover the basic of my bills. So some of you are probably thinking like, um,
1: why are you doing it?
0: <laughs> Honestly, because sometimes we have what seems like really good ideas. And sometimes you have to work hard to get to where you want to be. A part of it is opening up the funds to be able to uh, pay for one-on-one mentorship And a part of it was to kind of give me a bit of a relief going into um, just what this next season of my life was going to look like. And the thing about it is, even just in this podcast, I'm having this realization, and this is where I'm going to end it off today, that God led me to a place of being seven days away. Seven in some acknowledged as the number of luck seven days away from starting a new job. A job where I have to wear a name tag that has to condone LGBTQ ideologies. Where people are literally praising me for, in a sense, taking the burden off and the weight off and all the benefits. We can go to massages and chiropractic help, which I genuinely need, and so does Phil. Getting benefits for... Uh, medication, which Phil needs constantly, hundreds of dollars a month in medication that I won't have to pay out of pocket, a means to get a discount on a mortgage, you know, some of these things, really great, things that the devil will tempt you with, and the biggest one, the biggest one out of them all, okay, I could get behind the benefits and, you know, making less than uh, what I would in my business, my business is going to cover astronomically way more than I make in this day job hands down by far every time Um, and I will definitely pay off debt much faster because it almost pays all my bills and then my business will literally just start paying off all my debt very quickly so it's very tempting but the thing that I just stand and I'm like oh fuck is the she her on my name tag imagine imagine that You have this opportunity to like do something slightly different, maybe create a bit of normalcy routines in your life. And like, I almost want to cry with this. And by almost, I'm like, I friggin' I am. Um, the thing that it boils down to is a definition on a name tag where I'm literally like I'm selling my soul to the devil by standing behind a desk that I've signed my name on a dotted line that says I comply and agree with this, and I don't. I even had to lie and say that I did agree with it. Okay, well, I didn't say I agreed with it. I said, oh, everyone's welcome to do what they please. So I wasn't lying. I was really just stating the obvious. We have the choice of free will. But nonetheless, I'm lying to myself standing there with a name tag on my shirt to say that I agree with this and then I think of the people in my family who look at me and they're like man like this is really good for you guys this is gonna be so good and they're so happy as if there's some kind of relief coming from this when there's not, because it's seven and a half hours a day that I'm not here at my desk building my business. It's seven and a half hours a day that I'm not with my kids. It's seven hours, seven and a half hours a day that I'm left with in a soul sucking position. Like there, there actually isn't a benefit. The more that I sit with this, I'm like, there's really no benefit. Because coincidentally, though nothing is a coincident, I ended up doing a podcast interview two, three days ago, like not even a week ago, with um, this company that teaches you how to leverage your podcast to uh, not only make a lot of money online, but most importantly, like leverage your programs appropriately. And... When I finally got to, so I got to the interview and the only reason I got the interview was because the woman who was interviewing was a Christian and she wanted to understand how I moved from the transition of New Age to Christianity and and what that looks like still working with energy essentially or spirituality and I got to the interview that then uh, sent me to the owner of the company who doesn't typically do sales calls but because of this girl that interviewed me she's been filling up his calendar that, or his sales uh representative's calendar that he had to start taking calls and he's in Italy and not that I necessarily care about his lifestyle but um I talked with him for it ended up it was supposed to be a 15 minute call it ended up being an hour and a half and he's like it's actually really simple I'll just tell you what I did and in 20 minutes, he explained to me how he built a multi-million dollar company. And the thing is, is I was 50% of the way there. I just didn't know what to do with the other 50% because I, I, I never, nobody told me. I never knew what to do. Even the coaches that I had didn't know what to do. Like they couldn't help me. And this man in 20 minutes explained to me literally the plan. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's it? That's it's, it's so simple. It, it, business and making a million dollars is so simple. So simple in the plan. The challenge is the discipline and the execution. Okay. So God sets me up with this man who makes multiple million dollars online, literally doing a rinse and repeat process to the point where he funnels people in. He gets to, the, to a certain cap in volume. He hires somebody to do some of his work passes and same thing same thing and I'm shown this vision I'm shown this dream I'm shown this download this prayer comes through at 12 30 at night I, if you're still listening wow I, I I'm kind of just having like a internal dialogue diary moment here and I sit a week away from starting this job and I dread every day leading up to it. I really do. To the point where I'm like, do I just turn it down? Like, I, how much faith do I have to have to trust that that is actually the better decision? Right? Because I don't know. I don't know. Because a part of me says, no, that's stupid. You're going to this job for a reason. You're going to get a discount on mortgage. You're going to have benefits. You're going to have all these things. It's going to be great. But then the other part of me, my heart, my intuition that I spent the last five years, imagine my intuition being trained in all of this and utilizing it boiled down to this week. Oh my goodness. And it's just this decision of, do I go? Like I want to vomit in my mouth thinking about wearing that name tag. Because there is not one ounce of me that condones that ideology. That devilish, demon-possessing, awful, awful mentality. I know, it's harsh. But damn, it's so true. And I think of maybe structure or stability and I'm like, I'd rather, I'd rather find someone that I know to loan me a little bit of cash, the cash that I'm working to get from this job, day job, and just work my ass off with this truth, this plan, this perspective the tools that I have, the skills that I have, knowing that at the foundation, so one of the things when you build a business is that, or essentially in online businesses, you have to create an avatar. And for the longest time, this always stumped me. I can help anybody do this easily. 10, 15 minutes, done. Avatar created. For me, I don't know why. It's been so challenging. Well, I know why. Because I don't want to work with people who aren't willing to hear the truth. Imagine being so caught up in a story about your spouse not cleaning up and doing this and doing that. No, oh, he never listens to me and I always have to nag him, but I don't want to be the nagging wife and this and this and this. And it's like, but what if it's not all of that that's the problem? What if it's your lack of discipline in yourself and your gut health? that's causing you the anxiety and the overwhelm and the disconnect and it's causing you to project onto your kids and your family and your spouse what if it's that instead and in many ways i would lead them to that realization versus me just telling them that but if they don't want to hear the truth they're not going to get there for themselves so it's this interesting dynamic it's this really interesting dynamic dynamic i'm in this interesting place but God is wanting me to end this video or end this recording because we are watching our neighbor's dogs and I can hear one it needs to go for a pee. So I'm going to go let her out. But going forward, here's what we can expect. I know I was going to cover a couple other things like the housing market and ways to become more financially secure. I'll do that in another episode. What you can expect moving forward from this podcast is all things... God, Jesus, Bible, scripture, love, life, lessons. I'm really going to be digging into this way of teaching other people to heal their lives through the gospel, through God's word, through genuine skills. There's going to be a few episodes on um, the different pillars, the four main pillars of healing your life. You know, we talked about and covered so many things today on this episode if you're listening and you got to this point thank you for tuning in and going through that whole journey with me literally this podcast episode was a journey um going forward in 2023 The episodes are going to be more between like 20 and 30 minutes max um, because I have a lot of really good bite-sized nugget pieces that I want to drop in here for you guys so that they're super digestible, super binge-worthy. I do have a bunch of incredible guests coming up as well that I have some archived interviews that I'm excited to share with you Um, and my students. I have some of my students that I'm going to be highlighting and sharing with you guys on these uh, episodes in this podcast as well. I really want to give them an opportunity to have a platform to share their message and their, their voice and their work in this world because it is so beautiful. Um, I want you to be able to walk away knowing how to live a better life and how to develop the skills to help other people live a better life. I will have a coaching certification coming out in the mid-year, and I'll keep you posted on what I decide to do in these next few days. I think, honestly, what I'll likely do is sell my soul for about a week, and then end up just walking away from it. I feel like that's probably the journey I'm going to go on, Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but yeah. That's, it's a good one. Anyways, so I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you took something away from this episode that maybe you really needed. Maybe you, a truth you couldn't see for yourself. Uh, Maybe a laugh, (laughs) maybe even a cry. I hope in some way this really helped you to look through a lens of truth in your life and just know that God loves you. God is seeking you out. And if you take a moment to lift your head up, take a breath, and take a look, you'll see him. And he has a plan for you. You're not unworthy. You're not left behind. You're not unloved. He knows you. Probably a little bit better than you might even know yourself. All right. I love you, and I will see you next week. Take care.
1: Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.